Welcome to Unlocking the Truth, a podcast where we discover God's truth for ourselves. Do you want to know how to better study God's Word? Participate in one of our free online workshops happening all the time. If that isn't for you, check out our online Bible study classes. There are tons of studies and times to choose from. For more information on these things, head to our website at www.preceptministries.ca. There, you can also get connected to our social media pages and join our mailing list to stay updated on all that God is doing within this ministry. Now, stay tuned for Unlocking the Truth, a study on the book of Colossians. Hello, everyone. It's Mark Sheldrake here, and this is Unlocking the Truth podcast. Uh, if you've been with us through the podcast over the lex- last few uh, months, we've worked through the book of Hebrews. Uh, during the Hebrews podcast, I had promised that we, uh, Nathan Randall and I, would begin to work through a four-session um, series on the problem with evil. And as we were planning that out, we started to run into this problem with COVID-19 virus. And we have all been uh, separated from each other, from the workplace. And therefore, since we have not been able to get together into the studio to do this together, uh, we have decided to postpone uh, the problem with evil for four weeks. We will run that in the fall. We will record those as soon as we are allowed to get back together and do those things. So here we are again uh, in the midst of uh, multiple changes uh, going on in the world right now. Uh, We are, um, as of recording, one month into this isolation uh, in Ontario. We have another 28 days minimum of the isolation. Uh, It's gotten a lot more difficult to move around now. Um, We're seeing all kinds of things happening. And so, uh, you know, I have been watching a lot of news, and I don't know if you have been watching a lot of news, but every time I turn on the news, um, I'm beginning to wonder what really should I uh, believe, you know? Uh, What am I hearing from all these uh, people on uh, multiple different things? Uh, I can also look down in what's happening in the United States in the midst of all of the politics and how do you know um, what is being told to you what's coming through um, the media Um, so what I thought would be an interesting um, series of podcasts would be for the next nine weeks uh, nine weeks every Monday so not a bi-weekly but every week we would release a new uh, episode of Unlocking the Truth, and that episode uh, for nine weeks will focus on the book of Colossians. And so I want to um, walk through the text, and I think it fits so well with what we've just come out of with Hebrews that it was uh, worthwhile to continue on and to look at how Colossians matches up to what the culture around us is doing as we walk through the battle for truth. And so I've said this a number of times as we work through this, that we are in a battle for truth. There is uh, moral truth, but then there is God's word 
and its truth. And so uh, Colossians fits really well with this. And uh, I would like for you, um, if you're going to join us through these podcasts for the next nine weeks, that I would encourage you to pick up the Precept Upon Precept book on Colossians Philemon. You can do the in and out uh, study as well, or you can do the new inductive study series. I always want to encourage you to begin to dig into God's word for your for yourself, discover the truth for yourself, and use these podcasts as an opportunity to uh, either enhance uh, your learning or uh, um, to affirm what you've already studied in God's word as you've engaged. So nine weeks starting um, this week, uh, we will work through the book of Colossians, looking uh, closer at uh, what Paul had for this church. So let's dig in and just give a quick overview of um, the four chapters, and then we will uh, see you in the next episode as we start going verse by verse as we unlock the truth of Colossians. Father God, we thank you for the time that we have to study your word. We thank you for the time that we have to be able to uh, sit back and uh, even, Lord, some of us uh, in isolation, an opportunity to have some more time on our hands to be able to study uh, the truth of your word. So, Father, I pray that as we work through Colossians over the next nine weeks, that many of those who are listening to this podcast will study along and they will uh, enjoy being a part of what they are seeing in truth coming from your word. So, Father, help us as we walk through uh, these next nine episodes to really learn Uh, more about you. So in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And so Colossians is a wonderful study. We're currently teaching this in one of our online classes. We have multiple online classes and online training going that you uh, can be a part of by visiting preceptministries.ca and uh, you can see all the different studies that we've got. So Colossians is one of them that we're working through. And our, our group that we are studying with is having a, a fantastic time digging into the scriptures. Um, Colossians uh, was a letter written by Paul, and he wrote it between the years of 60 and 62 AD. At the time of the writing of this letter, Paul is in a Roman prison, and he had never, ever visited the church. He had only ever heard about what was happening in the church from a messenger by the name of Epaphras. And so Epaphras uh, was the one who brought the gospel to the church, um, taught them, the people heard the message, they received the message, they believed the message, and they were running their race of the Christian faith very well. Uh, Paul describes in Colossians that uh, the gospel was having a great impact all over the world, uh, and the gospel was bearing fruit. Uh, Just as much as the recipients of this letter in Colossae were also bearing fruit. And so uh, they were running well in their race, but they were beginning to come up against some opposition. And as we look through um, these texts over the next nine weeks, I want to um, give two thoughts as we start. Is one, to think about, uh, has the opposition come to the point where in the book of Galatians that 
um, Paul wrote, Oh, you foolish uh, Galatians, who has bewitched you that they've already fallen to the false teachings or fallen back like those who did in Galatians? Or is Colossians written um, to the point where as he's writing, some of this teaching is starting to come in, but they're still running well, and so the letter may be written as a warning so that they don't fall to the teachings. And so we'll look at two angles of this, and we won't be able to come to a conclusion today, but over the nine weeks, we want to look at the tone of the letter. How does the letter's tone come off to tell us uh, what's happening uh, with the author and the recipient? What I find very interesting in this letter is that Paul, as he writes to this church, he does say that he's never met them, but he's praying for them, and he's encouraged by what uh, he is hearing. And so this is all uh, really fantastic, but his whole goal is that he wants people, these people, to really know Jesus Christ. He wants them to really be affirmed and be assured that they are qualified for the inheritance. And so everything that he's going to write uh, in Colossians is to affirm they are saved, to encourage them to walk well, and then he is going to uh, build their confidence that they are fully assured that they are partakers in the heavenly gift, which is eternal life. And then what he's going to do is he's going to walk through after he's laid down the doctrine of who Jesus is and what Jesus has done on the cross for them. He is then going to show uh, them and us how to live out our faith in the midst of this opposition, uh, how to hold fast, how to stand firm, how to be rooted in the foundation of Jesus Christ so that when false teachings do come, we won't be deluded by them. And this is really the basis of this entire message. And so uh, we're going to just look at uh, a couple things in real um, general overviews this morning, and then you'll be able to uh, dig in if you're going to study with us, and then verse by verse as we go through. Chapter 1 tells us that the author, who the author is, and who the recipient is. The recipient is the church in Colossae. And now, Colossae was a very interesting place. It was on a trade route. It was a very busy place. And so because it was on a trade route and it was a very busy place, there was all kinds of different teachings and different ideas and different philosophies that were brought in. And so it was very hard to determine uh, what or who was the true God because this was a place that would have multiple gods. So there was an opportunity for people to hear about Jesus, to hear about the Lord, and then be able to come through and uh, determine that maybe this was just another God that I wanted to add to my shelf instead of um, choosing the one true God. Now, because of all these different philosophies, the other thing that's interesting to note that this was both a Jewish and a Gentile city. So there were Jews 
and Gentiles living in this. And uh, so there's going to be a lot of different teachings. There's going to be a lot of different things coming forward. And I can't help but think um, how similar it is to our director who is currently serving in India. So because he's serving in India, you know that uh, you have multiple different gods and uh, there's the opportunity for Jesus just to become another god and another god that you can have. But um, they have written a specific study to reach the people in India called Who is Jesus? to point out that he is a part of the Trinity and the one true God. And so um, this is what we're going to do as we work through Colossians. And that's what Paul's going to do is he's going to uh, lay out who Jesus is, what Jesus has done for us, and how we are qualified to be partakers in heaven. And so uh, this is going to be very interesting because with all these different teachings going on, think about the culture that we live in now, all these different teachings going on. We also have this prosperity gospel that continues to be preached and flogged from television shows and radios. And so we want to be able to look back. And if you were with us with Hebrews, you have the foundation of who Jesus is. You you know, he's our... He's the son of God. He humbled himself. He uh, is the high priest. He's of the order of Melchizedek. He lives forever. All that meat that came through Hebrews is now going to uh, be backed up in Colossians. So in Colossians chapter 2, we begin to see a couple of things. Uh, In Colossians chapter 1, I want to make a note that I think as we study through Uh, that chapter 1, verse 28 is going to be the theme of of the book and Paul's main ministry, which is we proclaim Jesus, admonishing every man and teaching every man with all wisdom so that we may present every uh, man complete in Christ. Here's my goal, is to give you all the information uh, so that you will be made complete, qualified in Christ. Uh, in chapter 2, verse 6, or in chapter 2, verse 4, he says, I say this, that no one will delude you with persuasive arguments. So we're going to look closer at that warning. Uh, what is persuasive argument, and what does it mean to be deluded? Uh, chapter 2, verse 8, say, see to it that no one takes you captive through philosophy and empty deception according to the tradition of men, according to the elementary principles of the world, rather than uh, according to Christ. So we're going to spend some time looking at the wisdom of God versus the wisdom of the world, and we'll be able to uh, further discuss that. Uh, We're going to learn about the deity of Jesus Christ. Who is Jesus? Uh, We're going to talk about some other warnings that come through the text. Chapter 2, verse 16, therefore no one is to act as your judge in regarding, uh, in regard to food or drink in respect to festivals or new moons or Sabbath day. So there's all these different teachings and all these conversations that are going on and Paul is telling um, them to be warned about being judged for those things. Um, verse 20 of chapter 2 is another warning. If you have died with Christ to the elementary principles of the world... Why is it you were living in the world? Do you submit yourself to the decrees such as uh, do not handle, taste, touch? And so all these different uh, warnings, uh, verse 23, these are the matters 
which have to be sure of the appearance of wisdom in self-made religion and self-abasement um, and severe treatment of the body, but they're of no value against fleshly indulgence. So all of these different things that are going to come up in chapter 2 of the warnings about judging over food and drink, defrauding or being disqualified uh, for Christians, submitting to uh, regulations that are in place, all are going to be discussed. In uh, chapter 3, Paul's going to um, start out chapter 3, verse 1. Therefore, if you have been raised up with Christ, keep th- seeking the things above where Christ is seated at the right hand. Set your mind on things above and not on the things of the earth. What we're going to do is we're going to reform and shape biblical thinking. So we're not always constantly looking at what's going on in the world, but we are looking through the biblical lens and setting our mind on the things of Jesus. He also says in chapter 3, verse 5, consider the members of your earthly body as dead to immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire, and greed, which amounts to idolatry. And then uh, the greatest part, and I cannot wait to get there in these lessons, is we're going to look at all of these references about put on, put on Jesus. And and when we get to that, uh, those episodes later on in the next few weeks, that's going to be a really exciting opportunity for us to dig into Uh, What does it mean to put on Christ? Um, So in chapter 4, then he's going to lay out how to live out everything he's taught you, how to live a godly life. And he's going to show us about um, the importance of, say, chapter 4, verse 2. Devote yourselves to prayer. Keep alert in it with an attitude of thanksgiving. Uh, What does it mean to be devoted to prayer, but also keeping alert in prayer, uh, praying at the same time for us as well, that God will open us the door so that we may speak the mystery of Christ uh, for which I have been imprisoned. And that's one of the great lessons that we're going to look at too, is what is Paul's struggle? And why does he uh, go through the things that he does, whips, um, shipwrecks, imprisonment, all for the mystery of Jesus Christ. Look, the weeks that we're going to spend in Colossians are going to be so exciting, but I don't want to give it all to you now. And the really neat part about all this, just to wrap this up, is this letter was not just for the church in Colossae, but it was also for the church in Laodicea, and they were to read. Now, if you know about Laodicea, it's one of the churches mentioned in the book of Revelation. This church at Colossae was right in the geographical area of the seven churches of Revelation. And so uh, we will be able to break all of this down over the next few weeks. So this is just a taste for you right now, just a small taste of what we're going to see in the book of Colossians over the next nine weeks. So I hope and pray that you'll join me, not just in listening to the episodes every week, but you'll also study with us. Visit our website, preceptministries.ca. Get your Colossians book today. Start digging into the word. 
and join me over the next nine weeks as we look at the book of Colossians. Father, we do thank you again for this time that you have given us to dig into your scriptures. I pray that over the next nine weeks we would learn more about your son Jesus Christ so that we wouldn't be taken captive by the things of the world, that we wouldn't be taken captive by persuasive words. We wouldn't be deluded by the truth. Oh, Father, I cannot wait to continue to dig into this. I cannot wait to hear about the fruit that comes from the time that we will spend together. So, Lord, we give you everything, all praise to you, all glory, all honor to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.